Volpo Studios. It's episode two of Out in the Darkness. And this is the episode where I want to introduce you to my brother, Dan Piper, and my best friend, James Miller. The excerpt this week is from the acknowledgements at the back of the book, page 312. It starts like this. When you write your life story and go back through everything, you realize just how fortunate you are to have amazing people in your life. It's at this point that I'd like to acknowledge some of them because they deserve it. Their support, however big or small, has helped shape who I am today. And then I'm gonna go straight to my brother's bit, my brother, Dan. We were inseparable as kids and remained best mates as adults. A better sibling would be impossible to wish for. Thanks for everything, broski. And then we move on to James's bit. James Miller has been one of my best friends for over two decades and will be for the rest of my life. Thank you for all the memories, brother. And there are still plenty more to create, including this podcast. Here we all are in episode two, having a right good old chinwag. I hope you enjoy. So I've told you how that went that year. No. Not in detail? No. No. So so what we were just talking about off air was <laughs> when I first did the radio back in 2008 and drunk, high, Valium, hungover, absolutely shit in it. I remember being... <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember being really nervous. <laughs> it's good that we can laugh about this stuff now, though, because Stringer used to turn to me midway through commentary and point at me to say, are you going to contribute? A bit like you did with our, with our episode. Yeah. <laughs> I invited my brother on to come and do a podcast with us. And when you hear his episode, he says some really good stuff, as does James, who we're all sitting here tonight. But for 20 minutes... I kept pointing at him and he weren't speaking. And basically, that's what I was doing for BBC commentary in Leicester games. We've all got to learn. We're not talking pros, are we? Yeah, exactly. Talking don't always come easy to everyone. Yeah, I do. think... That's a good point. Well, it's true. And I think you've got to work at it. Yeah. It's like anything. Anything that you start that's new, it's going to be difficult. Yeah. I remember, because James is a much better coach than me now, but I remember it was a different type of coaching, wasn't it? But when you mm. first... Came because I didn't I poach you away from a different no. career into coaching. No, what happened was um, that company I worked for it went into um, oh, what did they call it? it? Was all made redundant basically. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was all made redundant. So I had time on my hands, everything I was waiting for the redundancy money to come through, and you had just started. I think you'd done a couple with. Carl, hmm. um, and then you said, "Why don't you just come and get involved?" But I, at that point, I'd never coached at all. Yeah, never was that pre-Spain? Hmm? Was that pre-Spain? Yeah, yeah. This was two thousand and thirteen. Ah, so before you went to Spain, all right. Yeah, two thousand and thirteen. Because then I started doing the bits for Loughborough before I took over the academy. Yeah. So um, 
Yeah, I ain't coached. I ain't coached. And used to watch you and Ego, and I just sit there like, eh, no, <laughs> not, you know, not knowing how to talk to the, the kids yeah. properly. Like, did yeah. that not? I thought you started at lawn though. Didn't I get you coming to lawn? Because no, I always no. remember you saying, like, what a lot of people who are starting something new say. I'm never going to be able to do it like that. Yeah, I remember yeah. you used to say those things to me because. Yeah, yeah. My coaching style back then, which is, it wasn't elite, obviously, it was school. Yeah. My coaching style was really outgoing and loud, weren't it? Yeah, On the yeah. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Brilliant, kids. Well done. Yeah. And if someone steps out of line, what are you doing? Come and mm. sit over it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, really yeah. loud, talking to the parents on the side and then sort of. Yeah. And it was a bit like an act. Yeah. A bit of yeah. a show. Yeah, that you yeah. put on and the kids loved the enthusiasm and that's what we've always said enthusiasm, enthusiasm. in coaching can take you a long way yeah because you're engaging whoever you're coaching whoever's watching yeah but i remember you clearly saying to me i am i'm never going to be that good yeah. or something like that and i'm learning from you and now yeah you're better than me at coaching yeah, clearly definitely. i've stepped back <laughs> definitely <laughs> and this is what i mean though you know, new things, people are scared of it, but you mm. give it a go, you stick to it. Yeah. I mean, it was different kind of um, coaching as well, wasn't it? It's not the expertise, it was all kinds of sport, and we was learning new games and new little cone games and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so it's different, it weren't like football. I won't be able all... to do it. Pardon? I won't be able to do it. It's You know what it is? It's... Uh, the good thing, the the thing that you used to say, Matt, was to the kids. Remember when we used to do the introduction, talk to them, and say that, like, you are your parents, like, jewel. You're the diamond. Mm. Like, you're precious to them. Mm. And now you're under our care. Mm. So you feel that pressure, you know. Yeah. You do. You do. Mm. The thing you with do. me is, I want someone to just be there, do exactly what <laughs> you're asking them to to do straight away. To know what you're thinking at that time and I'll do it now. Yep, yep, that's the way I want it doing. But they're still learning. Mm. So it's hard because I want them to just know straight away. That's it. You know, like if you're playing football with someone that's not on your level yeah. and they don't know where that pass is going, they make you look stupid or something like that. Yeah. That's the thing that annoys me about it. That's why I know I won't make a good coach. Yeah, but do you do you have them same that same issue with in your work life? Yeah, with, when yeah. you're when you're teaching like apprentices and stuff like that. Well, we don't have apprentices at the minute, but if it's hard because I, d I don't want someone with me that don't know what they're doing. I want someone to just be able to get on with what they're doing because mm. really in my line of work, I'm not there to teach them, but uh, they need to be on my kind of level. Standard, the standardization, yeah. which is hard because I set the bar high, but your your expectations are up there as well, which not a lot of people care. No. In my line of work, they just want to get a job done, go home. Tell tell everyone what your line of work is, because they're all sitting there now guessing, thinking, <laughs> the fuck these three talking about. That's, that's the game. You you got to guess. Uh, paint and decorating. So there's levels to the game. I'm like the messy. He is. Oh. He's, ve he's very good. <laughs> the master, master decorator. That's a title. I know, mate. That's why. That's why I said it. That is the title. Because if you go to college for so many years and everyone's like, oh, "What? You go to college for that?" 
yeah. three years, you get the title of master. So what we're saying is that <clears throat> when you're going into something new and you don't know and you're being taught and, and stuff like that, that's okay, right? Yeah. Like from from a from an outside from a businessman, your business from you having to train people and stuff from me coaching, mm. life would be much easier if everyone just knew, yeah. right? And sometimes even in the coaching, I go, I say things and I just expect them to know, but they don't. Yeah, but have you got the patience for it? That's the key. You have got mm. to. You got to realize. Oh no, they're new, or they might never have been shown this before. They might not know that. So it's about being patient. It's about showing and showing again and showing again. You've got to keep going. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to pick it up in mm. one. But that's okay, isn't it? I think that's fine. Yeah. I, it's okay to go into something that you're not sure about or you're... It's about being brave, isn't it? Yeah, you're exactly. brave enough to do it and you're working with someone who's going to be patient enough to, to show you and guide you and stuff. Just throw yourself in. No, I don't get that. Well, yeah, but there'll be loads of people listening to this that agree and nod in their head and then mm. still can't step out of that comfort zone it's and go easy. and try something new. It's not. It's not easy. And it is so much easier to tell someone how to do it, isn't it? it yeah, of course. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, you should try this and you should try that. You know, when we're giving advice, I'm the world's expert giving advice. I am. Yeah. I, I, f I feel like I am. I can give people... I see it crystal clear in my brain what needs to happen for, for them to make that step or try something new. or And I know how to set up the conversation, but still it falls on deaf ears because I think new things and staying inside your comfort zone, it's called that for a reason, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're nice and comfortable in there. Nothing's troubling you. When you do yeah. step out and it feels awkward, agitated, fearful. Pressure. Oh, I remember the first time, because what's nice now is when you work in like, a, well, anything, but when you work in a bit of a pressure job, once you've repeated it so many times, it becomes second nature and you're not even thinking about nerves or, are you? No, no, no. You know, it becomes, and then you become a comfort zone within whatever you're doing. Yeah. But previous to that, you know, you you got them butterflies in your stomach, you're turning up, you're thinking, oh, Jesus. Mm. I remember them times on the radio. Them you first few like times. No, not, not at all. No. Just turn up, walk in, just, yeah, don't, don't even think about it. Doesn't cross my mind at all. So, when have you felt like that in your life? Lots of times. I think um, every time you, you, every time you take a new role, a new job, like even, you know, I went, I, when I went, when I moved abroad and, and, I just sort of fell on my feet with work, but it was still nerve-wracking. It was still like, am I doing this right? Different country. What if this guy speaks to me in Spanish and I ain't got a fucking clue what he's saying? <laughs> <laughs> Who am I going to speak to? Do you, do you know what I mean? There's yeah. the, but you, you find a way. Mm. You find a way in the end. You do. So you push yourself, if you can, push yourself out of that little bubble, that, that comfort zone, and challenge yourself. The growth is massive, I think. Mm. you learn more skills you know like mental mental skills you pick up men, you know your mental strength mm. all sorts um I, I think i've i think most new jobs i've had and i've had a lot of fucking jobs um <laughs> uh yeah at the beginning always that the nerves for me anyway but 
So what I'm trying to think, have you ever, or have you, Dan, have you ever had those feelings of, Dan said it earlier, I can't do this, or real nervous feeling come across yourself, or the anxiety level shoot up, and you've given into them, and for instance, you know when you see, you see it on a film sometimes, you know when someone's going into a new job and then they turn back, and they go and sit back in the car and then... They're clearly debating in the red. Yeah. Shall I just fucking drive off and pretend that there was a crash on the way here so I couldn't make it and make up them excuses? Because that's what people do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it live. People do it and I've done it. I can't remember a specific now, but I think I've done it thousands of times and that's why I can't remember a specific. If that feeling has ever come over, over you, how have you combated it? To be honest, I don't think that situation's ever happened to me, to be honest, I've never gone, right, I've got a job interview or, or I've got this and then gone to go and gone, on. Oh, no, I can't do that. Not really. I've always tried. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I've always tried. And you know, you know me, Dan knows me. I've always got like standards. I think that's been pushed into us since we were at Leicester, I think. Mm. So as brutal as it was when we were younger, what it's done for me has been massive. Me personally, I'd say it's been massive. So have you ever bricked your <laughs> pants? Let's get down to it. Have you ever bricked your pants when mm-hmm. you're walking into a new dressing room for the first time? Because any time, and this doesn't matter if you're a professional or not, a professional footballer, walking into a new dressing room for the first time is fucking nerve-wracking. Yeah. yeah. It's a strange alien feeling. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who am I going to sit next to? What am I going to do? And I probably had it worse than anyone, which was in the book, because it makes it worse, is when I I played for Mansfield and I got dropped at travel services by mum. And that's the first day I'm meeting the team and you've got to go and sit on a bus with all new people. At least in a changing room, you can get up and go toilet or something. It's the Forrest Gump moment. Yeah, that was my Forrest Gump moment. (laughs) I said I thought everyone was going to be like, this seat's taken, <laughs> this seat's taken. You know, as you walk back towards the back yeah, of the yeah. bus? Yeah. Look at that, all them lads were great, but mum, she fucking parked in the middle of travel services in a um, purple Escort Eclipse. Yeah. And I was like, don't fucking park it here when the bus turns off. I said, go park it behind the fucking building over there. And I was just waiting <laughs> with my bag. It was, oh my God. It was horrible. It was just a, yeah, yeah. just not a nice feeling. But you just swallowed, swallow deep, I think. You take a couple yeah. deep breaths and then you just go and do it. Because you yeah. got to push yourself. Yeah. If you don't, you're just going backwards. If you don't push yourself in them moments, what moments are you going to come up against? If you come up to ad- adversity in your life, you're just going to give in, crumble. Mm. Mm. Whereas these days, I suppose there's not that much adversity. So that's why mental health and things like that are, are on the rise because life's too easy. Mm-hmm. So people, they're, they're getting comfortable. Like you say, you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone. That's what I strive for now, push myself out of my comfort zone. But what do you mean by life's too easy? Because there, there'll be some people listening to this that are struggling to pay bills. I'm sticking it on your toes a little bit because yeah. some people will be thinking, no, as yeah, in, that. that's hey, why you need to give context. Situ- situations, yeah, you can say situations are bad for people. They're in a bad situation at that point. But what I'm saying is we've got fast food. We've not got to go out there hunting, gathering our food. So 
Mm. That's easier. We can. We've got transport, walking, bikes, anything like that. Everything in society today is made for your life to be easier. Mm. Yeah, technology. You've not got to get up, change the channel. If you got a TV at home, you got a remote. You can sit. You can sit down all day. The internet. Everything's accessible. Oh, I want to speak to my friend. You're on the phone. Mm. It's all accessible and easy, so it can relax you into a. I'm not really going to do anything. Mm. Yeah. Because you can know yourself, anxiety and things like that would have never been around back in the day. I mean, you would have because you're thinking, fucking Tiger's going to come through the door. (laughs) I was going to say that. (laughs) Or I'm in a cave, I'm sleeping outside, I'm always on high alert. But that's what we're tapping back into. That's that primal thing in you. Mm. I could get eaten tonight. But someone's lying in their bed in the house, mm. but that's hitting you as anxiety. Mm. And that's your primal brain. Mm. That's, that's from years, years ago that still kicks in now. Where have you heard this? Because you've not just come up with that. You've heard it on a podcast or you've read it or... Well, it's, it's the same with any information. You're just recycling stuff that you've heard anywhere. No, it? no, this is what I mean. I'm not calling you out for you're it. But on a podcast like this, yeah. someone's going to be like, oh... I'd like to go and listen to that. I'd like to go and read what he's read. Yeah. No, I know you're not digging me out, but I'm just saying I I wouldn't recall where it's coming from. I'm just recycling stuff that you know. Oh, okay. Give give someone something you've listened to recently that would be a good source for them to go to. I'm thinking of one in in, in particular, and why I brought that up is because you sent it me, and I think in recent times it's changed my life. Yeah. I'm talking a month ago, Dan sent me a whatsapp with a video on it it was a video wasn't it a video yeah linked off to YouTube. podcast yeah there you go i've set it up now you tell the people because it, <laughs> it really helped me in the moment that i was in and i think part of this podcast is three definitely we've already spoke about it for the first sort of 20 minutes we're always looking to improve get better develop progress I think we are. I think yeah. we're we're a progressive group. When we come together, we're always thinking of different ideas. What can we do? We've now started a podcast. And hopefully people that are listening, they're going to hear little gems on this podcast. This is what I'm hoping. They're going to hear little gems on this podcast and they may go and access this podcast, what you're about to say. And it may help them change their life in a in a positive way, like it did for me. Well, so from Joe Rogan the king of podcasting. He had a guest on uh, the name of Gary Brecker, and he's um, he's a biologist. And it, just everything about it, I just started listening to it. You know when you're listening to a podcast and you're like, I've heard about this guy, because I went searching for his actual one, because so, you know he, he, pod, he releases a new one probably every week. I searched for him because I, I'm into... UFC watching it and things like that and I'd heard about this guy who was doing thing a thing called the ultimate human so he's got his own podcast as well Gary Brecker and it it took on Dana White who's the UFC chairman Mm. and turned his life around with just diet supplements and just general things that he did with him which they have released on now so you can go and look it up on what he actually did with him so I was thinking, well, if he's that progressive and he's 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 took him from nearly a, a, a mortal rate of in 
two, three years. He was. <laughs> he said he was a ticking time bomb. Is that because all stress and stuff? Everything. All the well, stress it is. Body. Yeah. Diet, everything. Mm. Just anything that was just he was dealing with at them points. And he's took him on. He's met him and gave him a program to follow. He said, give me 70 days. I mean, I'm, I'm going off the top of my head. He's going, give me 70 days. And obviously with Dana White, he's got an endless pot. So he's, he's got the money to say, yeah, okay. I mean, you're not putting it out there to say people can follow. But you can pick things from it. So Gary Brecker, human biologist, turned people's lives around. And, and then so I searched for his episode on the Joe Rogan to see what it was about. And it isn't, it's interesting because I sent it to my mum, I sent it to Matt. And they both were like, wow. And I was sending out there a validation of me thinking, that's a life-changing one to listen to mm. for a lot of people. Because yeah. of a lot of the stuff that he says in there, you can lend to your everyday life, putting yourself like ice baths, sunlight, anything. Earthing. Raise your mood. Earth, earthing, yeah. Earthing. Listen, if if you're listening to this and what and what Dan's just said, first of all, you gotta you gotta go and look up the podcast with Joe Rogan and Gary Brecker. And it wouldn't be sensible of three guys that are trying to start a really successful sort of mental health life podcast to send our listeners to another podcast. But it's our competition. It's Joe Rogan. <laughs> it's Joe Rogan. You could go over to Joe Rogan, look up Joe Rogan and Gary Brecker. Because he did say so many things in that two hours. Blows your mind. Blows your mind, number one. Number two, it, it, if you implement some of the stuff he's talking about, it can change your life. I feel so much better. And it, it's no coincidence that the first time in a long time I've not been taking the Solpidine. Taking Solpidine every day. Addicted to it. Terrible for me. Yeah. But I implemented some of the stuff that guy was talking about. And I've now, I've not took it for, I think, near on three months. So, and I feel so much better. Sleeping better, eating better, feeling better, mentally, physically. So part of this podcast definitely needs to be, that's a fine. That, that, that it's a fucking fine. That's a fucking you you can't be doing that on fucking live podcasting. Yeah, what I've the put, fuck? I've put my phone on silent, but my watch isn't <laughs> done there. Absolutely. It, I know you can't see yet. We are eventually going to have videos for these podcasts, so you'll be able to see a little bit like Joe Rogan what's he, going on in the a room. Fucking fine for that watch strap as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is he need watch. Really watch paint strap. the walls or what? Exactly. <laughs> this is my everyday watch. Goes with me everywhere. So eventually we're going to have video in here. And if you could have seen Dan then, he, he shitted when he started ringing. He started whacking it, didn't he? He got a fucking mosquito on his wrist. <laughs> so, yeah, so hopefully this is going to be a podcast that points and directs you in different ways to go and get these little gems of information that are going to help your life. That's what I'm hoping. I mean, us three yeah, can yeah. talk from a lived experience point of view. Um, but everyone's what, experience is different. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But someone may be struggling that can benefit from us talking about how we got through a struggle that was similar. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what's important with this podcast. 100%. We've all, we've all had it, haven't we? Everybody struggles at some point in their life, I'm sure. But not everybody has the, the help or 
someone to talk to and someone to pull them out of there. Do you know what I mean? And if we've got little gems here that we can help with, it'd be perfect. We can help one person. I call them outcomes. So when I'm coaching the lads, you know, you, you say, right, this is what we're doing. You put the drill on, da 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 as the drill goes through and then you go on to your small side of games. Mm. If you see something that happened in that drill happening in the in the game in the in the small side of game, it's an outcome, right? See? That's yeah. what we learned earlier. But hopefully yeah. that's how it works on here. Because yeah. using that analogy you've just used, someone tunes into this podcast. Something's going on in their yeah. life, we don't know what it is, but we talk on particular subjects. Yeah. An outcome would be that someone was struggling with their physical health they listen to this podcast they go and watch joe rogan gary brecker they implement some of the things that he's talking about on that podcast yeah and that's the outcome for us because that's where yeah of course that's where they heard the information start getting more vitamin d filtered water hydrogen water water, he's big on ice baths as well ice baths Big we're gonna we spoke about this didn't we and some of the stuff that we was talking about when we first said we're going to set this podcast up and we're going to do an ice bath because dan does them all the time because dan you, you get to know us a lot more i mean some of you already know me i suppose but you get to know dan and james a hell of a lot more and dan had an idea and he's only saying this because he fucking has an ice bath like twice a day we're going to do an episode from an ice bath and we talk through it while we're sitting in the ice bath. Uh, you can give it a go. He's not got to do more than three minutes. Well, I've done it. James hasn't. And James said he wouldn't do it. I've done ice baths. Proper ones, though. Not not like his. You get out his and you've got pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> I've done ice baths. 16 degrees, I struggled to get in first. You know, through the summer, it's running yeah. about that. And you think... Yeah, 16 degrees, not cold light. And you walk around in a T-shirt, but when you're immersing yourself, you're shivering. But (laughs) (laughs) So I'm getting a new machine anyway that regulates it and keeps it at three degrees. So in the summer, it's staying at three degrees all the way through. Because we've been talking about this. Three degrees doesn't seem cold to me. Not when you're in it. I mean, when you're thinking about three degrees because you think of three degrees in the air. And you could be quite comfortable in a t-shirt. Yeah. You could be. Well, You're not going to walk around. At three. No. You're yeah, no, but the three. air. No. Yeah. But this you is the difference. It. And I learned this off that Gary Brecker podcast as well. The difference is you can walk around in um, 72 degrees air, mm. but you would die immediately in 72 degrees water. Yeah. But that's what I didn't understand because I was like, it's the same temperature, but it's... So because you're submersed, I think that's the thing. But let me tell you this quick story about the uh, plunge pool at Centre Park. So we went as a family and a, um, another family went with us, like friends. They've got kids. We had kids. Obviously, we've got kids. And we went in the pool. We'd, like first night we got there and then we get to the uh, the plunge pool bit and we're all daring each other to go in, go in and do this and the other. So I went in, no problem, you know, yeah, I'll get in. Well, you have to get out. Uh, my kids wouldn't go in, my my uh, ex-wife, she wouldn't get in. Um, but the the friend, the, 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 the mother in the other family, she went in, not like blind, didn't really understand that it's gonna be absolutely like freezing. Gets in, gets submerged in, 
And as she's getting out quickly, because she can't take it, one of her kids is climbing up the ladder to get in. I swear to God, it's one of the hilarious things ever. She gets out of the thing and like literally, if I could, if I could show you, like does one of them. The fucking volleyed her kid like miles. <laughs> she like lost, lost like herself. Do you know where she was? She was just too cold. The fucking poor kid. She's about to get in with her. Ah, mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's that primal thing kicking in again. That is that yeah. primal thing. Yeah. I don't care if it's my kid. Yeah. Boom. I've got to get out of this water. But do you know that? That's probably 12 to 16 degrees there. Yeah. yeah. And it was winter as well. Yeah. It was winter when we went, I remember. I'm going to start doing it again because I was doing it. Yeah. And then it started to get colder. I was doing it through the summer. It's a lot easier in the summer. Yeah. You know, you get out. But that's what I don't want to go back to. Mm. Don't want to be easy again. No, I yeah. want to keep it down there because through the summer, I think mine got up to seventeen or eighteen degrees. That's like that's a bath. <laughs> yeah, you want it low. Like I've, I've had to break the ice off it this winter, and it had iced all around the edges. Washing in there. Washing in there. Get out, and you just got acorn. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing. Breathing's massive as well. He says, doesn't it? Breathing's huge. Breathing. So, my well, one of the routines that I was doing, but fell out of, and that's normal as well. And just struggling to get that motivation to go back into it was meditation. Mm. I used to do uh, zazen meditation, just about fifteen minutes a day. Relaxation. Oh, big. mate! I swear, the you feel great. Zazen. Zazen. Yeah. What's that? It's um, it's the the Japanese form of meditation. So the, the samurai used to do it. It was oh. their cho- their choice of meditation. So it's bu- it's, bu- it's Buddhist. Yeah, but how does it go? So you you breathe, you breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth. You sit um, sort of, you can sit cross leg, but there's a certain way that you sit cross leg. You don't just mm. sit like you know like. <laughs> You're in um, an assembly, so you have to like sort of tuck your feet, or you can be on your knees. Your th- your thumbs touch, and your left hand goes into your right palm, and your thumbs touch, and you sort of hold them around your belly area. Yeah, that sounds like the typical. If I was thinking of a Buddha image in my mind, yeah. I would have them sitting cross-legged yeah. with their with their hands, like you've just yeah. said. Yeah. But 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 they say you know if you can't. Obviously, my knee doesn't allow me to sit the way you should, mm. but there is ways you could do it. So you can sit on your, just on your knees. You can sit on a stool as long as your body's upright. Mm. You you your head is slightly tilted. Your eyes open, and see what I would do to focus on something because your eyes are not fully open. Sort of you're supposed to like sort of semi close them. Oh. Squint. It's called a squint. Almost squint. Almost squint. <laughs> <laughs> it's called a squint, isn't it? It's all, it's, he was squinting. <laughs> but it, 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 what I did to, to focus on something whilst doing my bre- the breath was I'd light a candle, mm. I'd get my crystals, and I'd put pictures of the kids there. Powerful. So my focus was literally on that. When you first start, it's hard. It's hard to like stay focused, but once you... Once you get into it, 
your mind, you can clear your mind, it sets you up for the day. It's, it, honestly, it's brilliant. Right, so there's a couple of questions here with this because this is brilliant and I want people to try this. And when I've tried meditation before, because I have, because clearly it works for some people, but I think what people struggle with is getting past that first bit because I would sit there and you try and clear your mind and then a thought will come in oh, fucking hell, you got that meeting later at two o'clock. You're like, what the fuck? Stay out of my mind. I'm trying to clear it for meditation. Yeah. And then you feel like you've cleared it again. And then, oh shit, I've got to pick Leanne up tonight from what All yeah. this starts pouring in. Yeah. So that's normal at the start. But how does that stop then? It's, it's brain training. You, the more you do it, the more you do it, and the more you do it, and the more you do it. It, it, you see it will subside it just takes time You've and the got bit to stick with it you well the bit to, you said about focus is important as well because i didn't put anything on a focus i think mm. i closed my eyes when i was trying to do it mm. but zazen mm. that type of meditation you've just said exactly yeah. how you should do it yeah it works for me I, I, as you know you boys already know i'm like i'm fascinated with like the samurai in ancient japan and stuff so to call Bushido. So there's seven there's seven virtues of Bushido. So it's like honor, courage, integrity, duty, things like that. Whichever one. No, 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 no. Now you started, you've got to finish. Everyone needs to know. This is an information podcast, bro. We're trying to help people. I know. You can't name four and then fucking go, yeah, yeah, just guess I, the it rest. It was five actually. <laughs> yeah. It was five actually. Wait. Honor, duty, courage. Honor, duty, courage. That's three. Uh, respect. Four. Did I say integrity? No. Five. I did say, sure I said integrity. No, you did the first time, but not this time when we're counting. He's absolutely chucking out on your toes here. He is, isn't he? Mm. He just lives He's, by them. We don't listen, need to know them. Know. No, but the people listening <laughs> the people do. listening yeah. do. Go on, name them integrity, all. Integrity, respect, courage, honour, <laughs> compassion, honesty and loyalty. Brilliant. They're the seven virtues of... of uh, uh, Bushido. And Bushido is... That's that's how, in ancient Japan, the, the, the seven virtues that, like, the samurai... Used to live, live by. by yeah. yeah. And, and when you say live by, like, they wouldn't... Bend no, at all. At all, no. And you, you live your life, try to live I your try, life. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as best I can, yeah. I've not always, by the way. I've always been fascinated with, with, with ancient Japan and, and stuff, but... This sort of Bushido stuff has come into my life more as I've got a little bit older. Mm. You know, when I've become a parent and mm. looking for guidance, really. Mm. It's like a faith, in a way. Yeah. I suppose. Well, it well, yeah, it is. It is, isn't it? it you is. know, when... Because when, that's why I never... We were sort of brought up to believe in God, Jesus. Mm -hmm. So Christianity, really. Mm. But what I've always seen religion as is something to sort of shape your life to make it easier to make decisions to keep you within a framework and i think it's healthier for people you know regardless of whether you're whether you truly believe it or not if you have a framework to live by like what you've just been talking about it's a lot easier to make decisions it's a lot easier to not break the law do you, do you understand yeah, what i mean it takes away yeah. fear as well takes away fear you feel there's something greater than yourself yeah. which i think is important mm -hmm. 
So I, I'm a big, big advocate of things like that. Just going mm. back though, this is the big question I wanted to ask you. Clearly, when you was meditating, you said you felt really good. And when you really got into it, the natural question to ask is, why did you stop? It's not that I've stopped. I just haven't done it for a while. I don't want to say I've stopped because I, I fully intend to get back into it. Revisit it. it. Revisit, you still not, live re, by it though. Revisit 100%. Yeah. I still live by the, 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 the virtues. Yeah. That's the, always the, in your mind. The meditation stuff. Um, I'll tell you what, I, I'll tell you what it was. Mm. I'll tell you. COVID. I, no, 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 no. That it was through COVID, really, that sort of kicked it off. You started. No, I started it. it before, but I really went like into it. Yeah, because you yeah, had yeah, the time yeah. to do yeah. it. Yeah. So I think, well, I know in fact, I I I got an injury playing fucking vets football. Believe it or not. Oh, thank God you in. said that. I thought he was going to say he got an injury from the candle. He <laughs> <laughs> fell asleep meditating. He woke up and his hands burnt off. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I don't know. I just been comfortably for a while on my knees. Mm. I didn't want to sit on a stool, even though you're a, you you can. Um, well, you should have though. Yeah, exactly. I know, but but then you you you. I don't know. I, it was the injury, and that's been with a lot of things. Mm. Like uh, I've not been able to exercise. Mm. it's had a knock-on effect so therefore i've put on quite a bit of weight mm. yeah so and then i don't feel great about myself because i put weight on i was going to say this so we it can f something physical like that can happen and it has a knock-on effect and then definitely mentally you're disturbed as well 100 percent. Mm. it just knocks you it knocks you out of out of sync and everything has a has a knock-on effect so yeah like at the minute i'm I keep saying, I keep saying to my partner, saying to you, I've even spoke to you about it, and I mm. said, mate, it's doing my head in that I've put all this weight on. Like the lads, even the lads at college take the piss, because normally, obviously when I join in the small-sided games, I'm normally the best player there. <laughs> but I can't, I can't, I can't move. No, you're carrying. I'm like the, the fat Ronaldo. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, I, I desperately want to get back into it, and I'm searching for something to kick start me back mm. you're waiting for mm. something it sounds like yeah instead of going and get just going and mm. doing it you know you could wake up this is what i do a lot i think everyone does it but i force myself to wake up and just do something in the morning something different you know when i'm in a mindset like what you're in now mm. i come down here you know me i fluctuate with weight as well not massively mm. but i have periods where i'm really on it and i'm disciplined and then i have you know, those periods of time where I fell off. I fell off again this Christmas. Yeah. And my big thing is drink. So I will, I'll think, well, there's no point getting fit, starting to get fit this week because I'm having a big night out next Sunday and that'll just ruin all the week previous. Yeah. So I'll just wait till I've had that big night out and then I'll start the next Monday. Do you know, that's one of my barriers is, yeah. is if I've got a big drinking episode or something that, is normally unhealthy when you're supposed to be in a strict, strict regime, regime of, you know, training, weight training, fitness, aerobic, whatever it is. I just think, well, I'll wait till I've, for instance, me and Leanne at Christmas went to Paris just after Christmas for her birthday, which is early January. I thought I'm not going to start training again until I get back 
But you could. You could, yeah. Mm. And it's it, not going to do any damage, is it? No, but it's going to make it's going to put you in a better place yeah. for when you get back. You're a lot fitter than what you would have been if you just left it yeah. until yeah. you got back. Just yeah. start. And then the the other big one for me is I think this is my OCD. I don't know if it's the same with you two. It has to be a Monday. It has yeah, yeah, to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, I can't start no. new regimes on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday weekend. It's it has same. to be a Monday. It's the same with me. I always say right this Monday. Start of the week. This Monday, because I what I was doing, I was getting up, going for a run on a Monday, coming back, meditating, shower, work. Mm. Tuesday, up at up, do a hit session, meditate, shower, work. Wednesday, run. Thursday, hit. Friday, run. Mm. I was doing that. I felt the best I've ever felt. Well, when I did um, insanity, them insanity sessions, they were brilliant. Mm. I, my body went back to like I was 18 again. Yeah. But um, I, this was the best I'd felt in a long time, only like a few years ago. Do you know mm. what I mean? And I just, and it's the same thing. I keep telling myself, oh, this Monday I'm going to do it. Tomorrow I'm going to do it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's Sunday now. Do you know, Tomorrow I'm going to do it. You know, you know what helps with this though? The, the power of sharing. So now you've told us this, I'm going to ring you in the morning and say, have you done your workout? Mm. I'm just about, I'll tell you what, I'm not going to ring you and ask you if you've done it. I'm going to ring and I'm yeah. going to say, I'm just about to start mine. Why don't you get after yours? Yeah. Because I'm in a routine now, the last four weeks I'm doing a program yeah. and I wake up, I don't even need an alarm anymore. That's, this is how weird my body is and well i think everyone's got a body clock haven't they? yeah so now i've started to wake up every morning at six o'clock and every morning my eyes i swear to god i'm laying in bed obviously asleep and then i just go like this like the undertaker <laughs> and stare at the ceiling and i lean over and click my phone and i know when i'm in a real good r routine with my body and sleep I click the phone and it's either 601, 602, 603, 604, 605. Yeah. It always wakes me up between that time. For the listeners that can't see, Matt just showed us that it, himself asleep and then just <laughs> waking up like someone who shoved something up his ass <laughs> and his eyes just went boop, like bulged out. Just, just but that's what up. I do. Yeah. I just, I wake up really quick. And that time he added the sound effect. <laughs> That's what I do. And the other thing that I want to do this year, and I said we're going to align it with this podcast. Dan is now, well, you tell us, what, what is it that you found in your life that's helped you massively? I think you drop it in your episode that me and you do together. Yeah. But mention it in this one as well, because I know how powerful it's been for you in your life. Yeah, jiu-jitsu is a, a focus, um, something to build, a drive. So I'd say it to anyone, just take up something like a martial arts or if you, if you don't want to go that far, just like you say, get up and go for a run. Just do something. But yeah, mine's jujitsu. But at the same time, that stopped me from my gym goals because I was on it through lockdown. I was running in the gym, bulking, doing like CrossFit like functional training and then I took up jujitsu and then the excuses started coming in oh my neck hurts a bit oh, I won't train I won't train this week because uh, stomach's hurting mm. don't want to overdo it This is, yeah I don't want to yeah, overdo yeah. it don't, don't need to be getting injured doing that while I'm trying to pursue this goal as well damn excuses just a cancer in your head isn't it it's just kills you off 
because I know I need to be stronger, supple, everything for, yeah. for what I want to achieve in my jiu-jitsu goals, driving forward. I'm not doing any of it. Now I'm, try I'm struggling to find the time or to do the, oh, that's it, this is the day, I'm doing it. Going there, because I've got my gym in my shed. I've got all my yeah. bits, running machine, everything that I need there. That, because it's that, excuse, that needs it's sorting out first, though. I think you're you're very different to me. Like I'm very neat, tidy. I'm not saying you're not, but anytime, <laughs> anytime anyone's listening, look, I'm throwing people under the bus on this podcast. Anytime anyone comes to my house on the off chance, it's always neat and tidy. It's because I've got OCD. And Leanne's got OCD. It's mm. a brilliant combination. Mm. It means you have, it's not always dusted or always hoovered, but it is always tidy. Everything yeah, has a place yeah. because if it's not in its place, it drives me nuts and it drives Leanne nuts. Mm. So we're both like that. So the house is always clean and tidy. He has just told everyone that he's got all this stuff in his shed and he has. He's got some unbelievable equipment. He could have the best gym ever. It's all fucking stacked on top of each other. <laughs> It's a fucking workout to get to the running machine. <laughs> oh, do you know how fit you'd be if you organised that gym? <laughs> just, just moving all the stuff around and put it in a, an, an organised state, it's you'd be fit answer. as fuck. The front is the storage because I don't, I don't get any rooms. You know, I've got two young girls and a missus that just want to hoard everything else my bits just get pushed aside so everything that's in the shed at the front is storage at the back is my gym space which has got a lot of spider webs on there at the minute because i've not been in there a while but i'll get back in there but i mentioned it the other night shouldn't the first question people listening to this would ask when you've just said that is why is the storage at the front and the gym at the back you're already creating a barrier to get to that mm. gym that's probably it you got to do free walking. What's it called? Free running. Parkour. You got to do parkour. To get to, to get to his fucking gym. Put the storage at the back. Change the layout. And then no, get then yourself you in get there. Through, you've got to go through your gym equipment. Do you I have like... time to do that? Have you got time to go and sort your gym out? Yes, no. he has. Yes, he has. Well, yeah, well, everyone's got time to do everything, but mm. finding it and where you can slot that in. It is sorted. I just need to go and use it. And this is, I had the conversation the other night. I said, I need to get back down there. I'm gaining fat. Did you say I need where, to or can I? It was probably can I. <laughs> <laughs> can I please can, use my gym? Can I please get back down the gym? I need to find some mm. time to go and get fit. Because mm. now, 40s, yeah. I don't want to hit 50 without muscle mass because that's when because if you don't use it you lose it you yeah, just deteriorate yeah mm -hmm. i was and about to say that earlier when you started talking about it like we're at that age now where if we don't start yeah. maintaining mm. we're going to be in a, in a real bad bad place because mm. we've all done sports all our lives we've all had injuries we've all had knocks that will come back mm. The only thing I'm thinking that's in my mind now and I can't help it, what was that saying you just said? Because it's a powerful one. If you don't use it, oh, if you, you don't lose use it. it, you lose it. I think as we bring it to a close, this was the first full episode about the darkness. We had a taster. 
we had this episode where we're introducing all three of us and giving it a flavor of what it's going to be like. It is going to be open, honest, raw. I'm hoping that the production company that's looking after this podcast will edit out some of those bits. I think we talked about acorns. Acorns. <laughs> now we want to be open and honest, but we can't. We got to draw the line somewhere. So yeah, it's it's all open. It's honest. It's just putting our hearts on our sleeves, mm. wearing them on our sleeves. We're not and trying to offend anyone, are we? We're just trying to be real and be honest. As what's and all. What's, what's and all. all. And I think that's important because mm. that's the kind of stuff that, you know, and this is why I wanted to do the podcast with you two. We always have open conversations and deep conversations as friends, brothers, and, you know, that's what's helped me in some of the struggles in my life. And I'd like to think it's helped you two when we've yeah. when we've all spoke Definitely. on those levels so what we decided to do was open that up into a podcast because hopefully we'll be able to help other people yeah. that are listening and we're not going to be the type that put out an episode uh, get a little bit of a reaction from it or it stirs something in you and you feel like you can't reach us we're reachable we will answer questions we will try and support you and the reason why i bring that up is because the three of us along with a great guy called chris shaw have also started the Reboot Foundation, which is basically an extension of this podcast that is going to help people that are going through a struggle. Men and women, clearly we're more identifiable to men um, because that's where a lot of our lived experience comes from, of being a man. But we're open to everyone. Yeah. You know, anyone that's going through a struggle, we want to help you. And that's what Reboot will be about. There'll be more information on that coming soon. Until that time... We want you to keep tuning in to this podcast because we think you can get some support, guidance, advice, maybe a little bit of a laugh from it at times as well, which yeah, is important, that's important when you're in a low period. The way I want to finish it, though, is because, and I'm not calling myself an expert, but I have done a little bit of broadcasting <laughs> over the last four or five years. And this have is, the, uh, yeah, a little bit. Not very well, but I know some of the some of the pointers, and I think it's important to give you feedback live on this podcast so that people can listen as we improve over the time and see if those pointers that I give you work. Number one, now it's a podcast. You need to talk into the front of the microphone, and not always. And I always used to think I always used to think the people that I worked on the radio with were rude when they don't look at me when I'm talking at them. You don't have to look at the person. So, for instance, James is sitting across from me, everyone. Dan's sitting to my left-hand side on the opposite side of the table. Once James starts telling a story and that particular part of the story he wants to aim at Dan, he turns his head to face Dan because that's how we've been brought up. That's managed. You look at someone in the eye. The only problem with that is your mouth goes away from the microphone and it, it starts to sound like you fell down a cave. Right, okay. So there's that feedback. You, you need to start learning to move your eyes and use your peripheral vision, but keep talking into the microphone. <laughs> the second thing is... Give me the side eye. The second thing is, Dan, you've got some wonderful things to say. But again, as you'll hear in our podcast coming up, where it is me and my brother just sitting across from each other, those pearls of wisdom don't come enough, brother. Mm -hmm. People are going to th listen back to this episode and think, fuck me, Matt and James speak a hell of a lot. Let Dan have something to say. <laughs> but we actually look at him and we prompt in. him. I'm just there to chime in now and again. No, but we love your pearls of wisdom, so you've got to speak a little more. You definitely got pearls of wisdom. You have. Don't do... Th Why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. 
You're looking at him again. Use oh, your peripherals. Practice. Why are you doing that? Is that better? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Why did you shrug your shoulders like that? You have got pearls of wisdom. That's what I'm here for. I'll just drop a few bombs in here and there. Second thing, and you're going to hate this. This is directed at Dan. It's the third thing, actually. It's the third point. You're going to hate this. And me and James are, are follically challenged. <laughs> I think that's what you call it. Danny's not. He's my full brother, and we've done a DNA test, so we both belong to the same parents. He's got an afro about 12 inches high all over his head. I don't know how it's happened either, people. I'm follically challenged, so is James, and Dan's fucking rocking up with this big afro. But for this podcast, bro, you're going to have to put it in a hairnet or something. If that's your seat from now on, because it keeps scratching on that fucking curtain, and that's all you're going to wear in the back of the podcast. Look, there you go. Do it again. (laughs) Do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So we need a hairnet. On that. The other it. thing, Force if you get up, if you get up to go to the toilet, you can just get up and go. But when you go out, especially when Mrs. Piper has put the fucking washing machine on, shut the fucking door. Because <laughs> half of I this did. podcast, you did, he didn't. <laughs> half of this podcast, he's going to have a fucking washing machine going around in the back. And at one point, Mrs. P was going, come on, Sonny. Come on, Sonny. <laughs> I think what we're trying to say, everyone, I'm only having a bit of a joke with these two. What we're trying to say is we're new to this. I normally, you know, I, I do work in broadcasting. How many times am I going to say that? I do, yeah, I do. For anyone that we for, might know. For the BBC, mate. Oh, really? <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're new to it, but we're doing it from a real place of, you know, wanting to help and support people that are listening in. And it's for... You know, Reboot Foundation will be on its way as three and Chris Shaw will be a part of it. That'll be something that hopefully makes a massive impact in in people's lives along with this podcast. Mm. So I'm trying to copy from Joe Rogan as well. He don't officially sign off. We should have our own thing, though. I was just going to go. See you later, everyone. Good night. No, let's do something a bit better than that. Dan, final thoughts. Uh, The bus truck in. (laughs) He's doing that thing again with his hair. He's not listening to the pointers at all, people. Go on, Dan. Final thoughts. Keep your head still. Don't move that fucking afro. I'm going to move it forward. Come away from the curtain. It's not my fault you put a curtain in the middle of the room. I know. Why, what made you buy this material as well? It was the cheapest. Oh, okay. If you want the honest answer. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, final thoughts. Well, until next time. Love it. Short and sharp. Mm. James? My final thoughts. Yeah. My final thoughts are... Stick with it, people. Stick with it. Be strong. Be brave. Talk to someone. Until next time, look after yourselves. Love it. Love it. From both of you. Short and sharp. Bit more long-winded. <laughs> Should have been shorter. No, no, it was good. You did just put us on the spot. I know, but I like doing that. We may edit it out. I don't know. Fucking edit my one out. <laughs> <laughs> good night, everyone. What's the name?